0: I'm Mark Kermode and I listen to the Movie Bunker Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Movie Bunker Podcast. It's me, Chris. And me, Matt. Matthew, how are you? My back's still got like a bit of disc missing,
1: but apart from that, I'm absolutely fine and dandy.
0: Are you more mobile now or are you still no, crippled? I'm still basically a grip <laughs> grip. So you're not getting any further with the tunnel?
1: The, t- the tunnel has not come on. No, I've got the poster up and I've managed right. to scratch the first bit of alabaster off the wall and, and that's it, I'm afraid I'm sorry.
0: We'll keep going.
1: Well, you know, I'm not gonna give up.
0: So this is episode fourteen. What's the what do we do here? What's the point? The point of this podcast is, Chris, there's a lot of
1: films out there and some of them aren't very well rated. And some of them, maybe because they're not well rated, are skipped over by the general population. So what we're doing is we're going to watch every single one of those shitty films and review them just in the chance, the little off chance, that they were wrong, Chris. I'm not wrong here, but when we started off, we thought there would be about a one in three chance of picking up a stinker and actually being enjoyable in some way. It just hasn't panned out that way, has it, Chris?
0: It's not working.
1: Yeah, and not only that, it's not even something that we go, we go look, yeah, it's a little guilty pleasure.
0: Nothing so far has made us believe that the critics are wrong.
1: So what's this week's film, Chris? Because obviously we
0: left it a bit of a cliffhanger. Ghost Rider. Here's the trailer.
2: Johnny Blaze. No one has ever attempted such a distance before. 300 feet from field go to field go. What's going through your mind right now? You look really good. I got lucky. Luck don't cover it, JP. You got an angel looking after you. Maybe it's something else. All you have to do is sign. Forget about family. Forget about friends. Forget about love. You will be the writer for as long as you live. I'm not doing it. You have no choice. story goes that he'll be normal during the day. But at night, in the presence of evil, the Rider takes over. Ah! You deserve a second chance. Blackheart's coming to create hell on Earth, and you have the power he needs. Stay away from anybody he can use against him. Roxanne. Don't you care about me at all? You have to leave now. I'm not going anywhere. Any man who sells his soul for love has the power to change the world. I can smell your fear. I'm gonna take this curse and use it against you. We
1: had this rat shopper. It was all flames and stuff.
2: His face was a skull and it was on fire. On fire? Like... I'm Ghost Rider. You all right
1: yeah i'm good i feel like my skull's on fire but i'm good we are back into the comic book superhero genre and bearing in mind the unbounded success of recent comic book films this was this had a chance surely
0: 2007 Ghost Rider was released, Nicolas Cage Vehicle. Did we
1: find out where this came in the Marvel canon of early releases?
0: No, but I I got a feeling it was after the first Hulk, the Ang Lee-directed superhero film. And then I think we probably had a Sam Raimi Spider-Man or two. And then this came afterwards. And I think then 2007, if I remember, was when we had the first Marvel proper Iron Man movie. So this predates that.
1: So, yes, 2007 was this Ghost Rider. So it had been preceded by uh, Daredevil in 2003. Same director, that one. Fantastic Four, 2005. The Hulk, as you say, 2003 as well. So we haven't got anywhere near the good films yet. There's been various Punishers, 2004 Punisher as well.
0: So it's finding its feet, the genre.
1: Yeah, there's still, I mean, like, when was Blade? Blade? 2000? No. 1998.
0: Yeah. Good, isn't it?
1: Wow. So they started strong they did with the the Marvel films. And Blade, I think, is quite often touted as a film that was personally responsible for sort of, like, getting Marvel to sort of think to themselves, hey, maybe films is the way to go. Mm. Because it was, as so many of the films of that era was, not a huge cinematic success, but, like, just so many dvd sales and aftermarket sales and just good like the Shawshank Redemption you know i don't think anyone saw that in the cinema Everyone's owned at on DVD at some point, so there's yeah. there's, there's those those types of films, and I say Blade is definitely definitely one of those. And then like you say, then it looked like they took a while to find their feet. They stayed with the dark by the looks of things. So you know, with the Punisher, um, and then Daredevil, which oh, Electra was a spin off of Daredevil, and then then we come to Ghost Rider then, um, in two thousand and seven. So. Uh, they're not like, they're not the Marvel controlled films as we are seeing, you know, today they were sort of sold. I think Columbia pictures owned the rights to these ones to uh, to ghost rider. So um, they were sort of made under license. um, And it's not until like they got the license back that we start to see the, the marked improvement Mm. in these, uh, in the, in the comic book films. But uh, yes, that's a brief history of these Marvel films. So, can we have one of your can I say it? World famous Plop synopsis, please, Chris.
0: Stunt motorcyclist Johnny Blaze gives up his soul to become a hell blazing vigilante to fight against power hungry blackheart, the son of the devil. And that's it, in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. There's probably a reason for that when we have to watch the film. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up, does not it? There's not a lot there's not a lot more to it than that, to be honest. They probably went down the, uh, the the comic book route on this one. Should we do the numbers? So, obviously, released in uh, 2007. Original cut of 110 minutes. An extended cut of 123 minutes. Why you'd want an extra 13 minutes of this shit? No. <laughs> I
0: have no idea. It's about 30 minutes too long as it is. Yeah.
1: A budget of $110 million. Took 228 million. So that's why we had a sequel. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a sequel, actually. This is why we were having a conversation before. I don't think we've come across a film that's lost money yet. I mean, I think last week's maybe run close because that's why I did the research into sort of like the merchandising and the advertisement means that the, the actual budget is quite often a lot lower than the actual amount of money spent in trying to get the the films out there and seen sort of thing so yeah, yes. the, the budgets we quote are the ones you know to get it in the can um, and then obviously after that then it's a question of uh getting you know Nicolas Cage on uh, radio 1 or on uh, loose women to uh plug the film
0: <laughs> yeah so should we talk about the cast because i mean this is yeah. a hev- this is a heavy nicolas cage Vehicle, as i mentioned earlier on he's he was dead dead excited i guess uh, to get this project off the ground and was very enthusiastic because as we know nicholas cage is a massive comic book fan
1: yeah so he he picked his name after luke cage and is this kids like kell or something it's like superman's real name
0: kell yeah the famous superman movie that he was yes yes fitted and everything for never never left the grounds. No. So this, this, this is obviously what the, the close second for him. So he plays the famous Johnny Blaze. Ava Mendez plays his love interest. The great Sam Elliott is the old caretaker or the old ghost rider, so to speak. We find out. We've got some no- names in here. Brett Cullen plays his dad. Yep. Peter Fonda um, doing his cheesy thing. Do you
1: think we, they, do you think they they, they just got Peter Fonda because of Easy Rider? Yeah yeah absolutely that's all it is isn't it it's just like hey this guy was famous for doing a uh, motorcycle movie this has got bikes in it let's get him in
0: yeah and he's pretty terrible in it Um, Wes Bentley plays like the the major villain uh, Blackheart who we'll get onto in a second but the only other person of note is uh, Rebel Wilson uh, who plays Girl in the Alley
1: yes yes it was interesting, actually. So, um, I've got... Um, this is a top tip for um, for anyone out there that enjoys the delights of the early afternoon quiz show Pointless. Listening to our podcast is a way of scoring Pointless answers left, right and centre. So, um, there was... Uh, the day before yesterday was Rebel Wilson Films. And guess what? Ghost Rider, Pointless Answer. Uh, really? Bosh. Today... Emma Stone films, Ghost of Girlfriend's past. No way. Good, pointless answer. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if you want to get ahead in pointless,
0: <laughs> listen to the podcast. Listen to our podcast, gee whiz.
1: <laughs> yeah, Although well, it's probably no coincidence that we're watching crap films <laughs> that no one's watched that they become pointless answers. So, I guess we know we're on the right track. Hard to say.
0: <laughs> yeah. So any of our international uh, listeners, pointless is a quite a quite a cool game show (laughs) where (laughs) contestants have to find the lowest marked answer or common answer to a question or to a yeah
1: the least least people have guessed the right answer it's a very English
0: um, afternoon delight yeah it's great isn't it I do enjoy it there's loads of facts and and stats and stuff in it and it's great great show So, what were your initial thoughts? May, dare, dare I ask? Ah,
1: so, my initial thoughts. So, um, I, I had I, I harboured hopes for this. I have to be honest, because um, as you know, and as we speak about previously, big comic book fan. Not a huge Ghost Rider fan, I have to say. I've read a few books and arcs of theirs. Normally, when he's intertwined with something else, not really sort of like you know followed him um, religiously. So, I thought to myself, that's going to give it a chance. Because if they, you know, if they piss around with his. Uh, with his Genesis story, I'm not going to be all butthurt about it and stuff like that. But, um, so, but I think they did stick pretty close, the sort of deal with the devil kind of thing. So, yeah, I had a chance, but then it was so, it was such a weird, weird performance from Nicolas Cage throughout the whole film. It's just, he kind of, it was hard, it was like watching seeing a car crash and it was hard to take your eyes directly off of him and his hair. His hair was very weird.
0: Yeah, they've got some statistics that I'm like hair statistics. Share with you. Yeah, brilliant. But um, I know what you mean. I one of the things I kept thinking about in this when I was watching Nicholas Cage's performance is the the eccentricities that he was bringing to the role and why yeah. they were there and why he decided to play this this character a certain way. But also, he comes across as being a little bit slow.
1: Yeah, I, one of my little voice moves is exactly that. They're carny bike riders. They do stunts, uh, in, in the circus. Um, and, um, he finds out that his dad's got cancer. From one letter found in the trash, he then is just out fixing his bike. Matey comes along. The devil. The devil comes along in a really, you know, creepy. I mean, like, obviously he doesn't know he's a devil, but he's mm. a creepy motherfucker. Yeah. And, um, he, he's like, so, and he, he, he's like, without any question goes, what, you can act my dad out, can you? And he's like, yeah, fine, just sign this weird contract and everything will be fine. And he doesn't go, fuck off, granddad, you're a pervert or whatever. Um, he, he, he goes on with it. Um, and then, obviously, the, the thing is, is his dad's dying of cancer and a devil um, says to him, or Mephistopheles, Me- Mephistopheles, it's yeah. a really hard word to say. Um, in the comic books, he's always re- referred to as um, Mephisto. So it's that okay. kind of bugged me that there was a, a, an offer list added to the end of it randomly. God knows why. So then yeah, he signs up the next morning, wakes up. His dad's fine. His dad's as fit as a horse, he says. As
0: he says, yeah. As
1: he says, oh, I'm, I'm as fit as a horse. <laughs> and yeah, so he's like, brilliant. That whole creepy shit thing with that weird man last night worked out perfectly. But as we are led to believe through many avenues of culture is that you can't really make these deals with people because it turns out wrong. Yes. And um, (laughs) so his dad ends up
0: dying.
2: Anyway.
1: Yeah, anyway, from what I can see being a bunny hop through a massive hoop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he comes a cropper on a, a stunt, which should really have gone very smoothly considering he's as fit as a horse now.
1: I can't see a single way... Right, so, like, you picture this scene. So, they, like, when they, they have him, they, they've been doing this little jump thing for for years, right? It's inside a, a, a big top ten, which doesn't look that big in the first place. And as I say, the the, the ramps, you can't see the other ramp. Hmm. So, and then there's this huge ring, which is on fire to add peril. But, like, I mean, you could quite happily walk through it without feeling much heat, I can imagine. Yeah. Johnny blazes off. All of a sudden, he is, ah, oh, and he goes out, right like, <laughs> he goes back in. This whole fucking ring and everything's trashed. His dad's laying um, next to his bike, like, a centimetre from the top of the ramp.
0: Yeah, and this, the tyre's still spinning. You know. And it
1: just, and there's, like, how the fuck did he manage to fuck that up and die so horribly?
0: But then it, I noticed as well, in, in, in the kind of aftermath of him sort of laying down, kneeling down by his dad's, Dying bodies. There's there's no no one on site who's a, a, able to um, administer first aid.
1: You are one for health and safety, Chris. I, know, I know,
0: but it doesn't it didn't didn't seem to be a concern of anybody there. They had no no uh, fluorescent jackets on site, which I felt was obviously was an it obviously was an accident waiting to happen. So if it wasn't yeah. him, it would have been somebody else. And that's unfor- that's unforgivable.
1: And, and the crowd didn't seem fast. They were like, no. Oh come on, bring on the clowns. Get this, get this corpse out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Johnny, Johnny, Bla- Johnny, young Johnny Blaze is devastated, and he obviously feels like he's been completely uh, shortchanged by the devil because he had a he had a bit of a, a thing lined up as well with a girlfriend, Eva Mendes's character, who's played by a younger actress, um, to run away uh, and leave this life behind and start a new life. And she yeah. waits, she waits by a tree for him in the rain, and then he. Because he's cursed, um, he Keeps just. He's He rides right past her and. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, he really rubs it in. Yeah, he stops, looks at her and then fucks off. Yeah,
1: he, he could have just gone another way. He could have just gone, I'll oh, just avoid that because she's going to be by that tree and it's going to be a bit awkward.
2: You. You killed him. I cured his cancer. That was the deal. But I couldn't let him come between. You son of a bitch. One day, when I need you, I will come. Until then, I'll be, uh... I'll be watching. Forget about friends. Forget about family. Forget about love. You're mine,
0: Johnny Blaze. To be honest with you, he was well and truly punching above his weight, to be honest with her. I mean, especially later on. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Because he appears to age twice as fast as she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But we see Nicolas Cage's abs at one point in the mirror. And there's a there's a there was a lot of speculation at the time that they were cg would CGI'd,
1: CGI'd abs.
0: Yeah, because he looks very trim, but I don't I don't know. I'm still on the fence about whether the, he had some help from some uh, rendering in the uh, post production.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's my biggest problem with the film. I'm (laughs) always looking at
0: abs and wondering whether they're real or not. Well, it's one of my things.
1: My first reaction is, got. I mean, he he just looked a bit weird. I I think there's a chance it might've been enhanced slightly. Or the fact he's just got like, you know, he's cracking on in years. Yeah. He's no Jason Statham. He's he's gonna, he's gonna look a bit weird if he gets himself all ripped up sort of thing.
0: So we're not, we're not going to delve into the plot scene by scene, but in a, but that that is bit. the plot scene, by yeah, scene.
1: Yeah, He makes his deal with the devil. Then he goes off on a sort of self-destructive rampage where he's not really sure if he can die or not. Um, but he doesn't drink. He just um, he just sips oh, candy out of a martini glass, which I thought was a strange choice so, of things. So
0: this is another thing that I noticed that Nicholas Cage is brought to the character, and I can't see that this was like a written in or di- or, or directed idea because yeah the choice is what well, I'll give I'll give him something a bit quirky a bit weird what what can I give him i know i'll dispense jelly beans into a cocktail glass and I'll I'll drink them out of the glass like I'm sipping a martini
1: yeah but there there is like it's not just that 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 that's obviously like you know he's got like these personality quirks that mm. y- you fucking know have been written in by nicholas cage so there's yeah. <laughs> he not only does he 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 only eat these red and yellow candies by the looks of things um he's obsessed with monkey based entertainment. <laughs> Yes. Like, when they're in the, the van some guy's flicking them through and he said, like, oh look there's that program about monkeys and they fl- keep flicking and go oh no there's your crash that you want to see so i like no turn it back to the monkeys yeah, then they go back to his house where they put his bike and he goes and sits down and his mate's trying to talk to him about his self-destructive ways and he puts on the TV and instantly turns on what could only assume to be the monkey channel <laughs> yeah, yeah. where there's a, a there's a chimpanzee doing karate which is like a, a quite a famous internet um, thing I guess, these days. And most people have seen the uh, sort of roundhousing uh, chimpanzee. Um, and he's just like baying at it, laughing his tits off at the, the monkey doing karate.
0: Watching this, I was just thinking the casting is just one of the major issues here. I mean, Nicolas Cage is is a... He's an out there actor, isn't he? And he's notoriously—he's yeah. a meme in himself. He's a walking meme, essentially. Yeah, the casting's wrong, and the tone of his character is completely wrong. But it doesn't help that the the dialogue and the script is is written by a twelve year old, or a, you know, it's it's absolutely bog standard, basic.
1: The worst stilted dialogue and sort of plot devices that you've ever seen. Um, you mentioned earlier that you're you're going off to see. Um, uh, Mark Mode, his band, um, famous thing, and we've mentioned previously on this podcast. He's he's had a very good series on BBC iPlayer, if you're abroad, I think you can get that still, um, where he delves through the the, bit, the sort of tropes of cinema.
0: Hi, Chris here, just interrupting the podcast. As Matthew just mentioned, Mark Comode, I thought this would be a great place to insert the little sound clip I have of me chatting to him at a recent Dodge Brothers gig in Southampton. So, enjoy. Sex and so City of yes? For Pain and Gain. Yes. If you had to watch yeah. one, one at one at one Point, which yeah. would you choose? Pain and Gain's it's shorter. <laughs> no, I mean, it's terrible, but it's over for Faster. And I mean, so that's it's, it's literally yeah. whichever one is the shortest one. And that's the one. Jack and Jill. That's awful. I Frankenstein. Yeah, terrible, but long terrible. Jack and Jill isn't very long. And Jack and Jill has got one good gag in it. There is one good gag in Jack and Jill when he's at Al Pacino's house and he breaks the Oscar and he says, you've got another one. And Al Pacino says, yeah, you think one decent gag. So, you know, it's fine.
1: Uh, Sam Elliott turns up in this film very much as the savant which is a, a sort of a, a popular uh, device a plot device within sort of the horror films a lot you, you often get the savant because you need someone to introduce you to the the strange and unusual to make that bridge between your everyday life that you know you're walking to the shop and all of a sudden you're a, a, a burning headed skull man there has mm. to be someone to tell you this is where it's happening because we all know if that happened to us you'd have a mental breakdown and probably put a gun in your mouth and blow your fucking brains out because this is fucking weird and the human psyche cannot deal with that um and, and in terms of trying to make that believable and you know just getting on with everyday life they introduce these savant characters who sam elliott is who also does uh, the, uh, the the voiceover at the start I would pay a million pounds to have Sam Elliott's
0: voice, by the way. Yeah, well, I'd have it in my head, and my, my, the, the soundtrack to my life. He's amazing. He's got an amazing voice.
1: It's, it's, yeah, it's one of the greatest voices in terms of, like, yeah, exposition. If you want an exposition as you're walking down, Matt Jackson walked in. I mean, you, you can't even get even near it. It's just, it's just unbelievably brilliant.
0: He does a similar thing in um, Big Lebowski. He plays a similar role with, a, you know, Cowboy. Yeah, uh, the bar. Well, you know, in the old days.
1: And Roadhouse. Don't forget Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Well, well, but Yeah, so Johnny Blaze and his, his his strange, strange quirks and because there's various parts of this film where it almost plays out like a comedy, but you don't. It's not funny enough. It's not funny enough, and it's just it's just so weird. This is. I mean, Eva Mendes' character in this is just the worst damaged goods woman I've ever seen portrayed in cinema. Hmm. Because, like, she just keeps going back for Hmm. more and more and more. I mean, despite the fact that, you know, it is unbelievable that you've turned into a flame-headed skull. But, I mean, that is... that you You know, if we're in the film world, that has actually happened to him. But as far as she's concerned, he's just um like dumping on her constantly like not turning up to things saying he's going to turn up not turning up
0: yeah it's um sad i feel sorry for her for her character she's obviously just she could probably pick anyone to be fair in terms of a a professional person or anyone on tv or something because she's got a successful life she's a a presenter on on a news channel and yet yeah she goes back to this uh Forrest Gump character who, who stands her up every time. But yeah, I mean, he he's trying, but obviously he's got a, a deal with the devil and yeah, that is to basically be the vigilante and do the devil's work. Um, but he turns it around, doesn't he? And he sort of wants to. He kind of embraces the role slightly.
1: He's going to be collecting souls, but bad souls. But then there's mm. this soul based this like the MacGuffin of this soul based contract that that everyone wants. So then Mephisto's son uh, turns up, Blackheart, Blackheart, Blackheart. So Wes Bentley goes from watching fucking carrier bags floating around in American Beauty
0: to, yeah dialing it in in this film in it's, so, it's, it's so camp and pantomime isn't it This uh, oh. he, he's got no lines he's got absolutely no credible lines in this in this film whatsoever everything is awful he's got three he's got a gang of let's say there's four of them he's the leader and he's got these three other yeah. kind of uh, demon-y type chaps with him uh, and they they look like you know extras from My Chemical Romance emo band or
2: something
0: (laughs) uh, with their three quarter length jackets they've all
2: got the
1: same they all got some sort of same emo based jacket so you have have Waterman uh, Airman and Dirtman Uh, (laughs) that's not their actual official names they're called like Wallow and Weasel Gressel Weird trademark point that Nicholas Cage has in this film. Oh, yes, yes. Like he, he does it like three or four times, which is it, it's the Elvis point. I think it's the
0: Elvis point. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Like uh, long extended arm. Yeah, I, and the the, 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 the thumb index finger down yeah. the eye line sort of thing. So it's like a picky know, a jo- finger,
1: slightly yeah. proud of the other four two fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, oh.
0: I think I'm, I'm gonna take this curse and I'm gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: it's like
1: back off, man. Um, but I think that you know, you could do a good drinking game, uh, with this film, with like you know, every time Nicolas Cage does the uh, the the, the Elvis point, you know, down your drink. Um, and maybe this one would be enjoyable then.
0: Well, I think it would take the edge off. Looks like somebody's tripping out. Uh, you might be a big shot out there, Blaze, but in here you're
2: nothing but a monkey in a cage! No, I, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. <laughs> Looks like trouble just found you. <laughs> nice jacket. Come on, man. Him along. Get that! Jacket's nice. I got
0: Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off-limits from movies to politics and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want to podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike
2: Burton. GET OUT! EVERYBODY OUT! IT'S COMING! IT'S COMING!
1: I can't believe the cheek of it! Absolutely ridiculous! Outrageous behaviour! Scandalous! The audacity! This could be a life or death situation. Show me your
0: bum! There's no money! There's no money left! It's all gone into
2: Bitcoin! And the it's
1: I am a real doctor. <laughs> Hang on. Is this porn? No, no, no. No, no, no. no it's no, not no, porn. It's not Definitely not. No. No. Game no. no. of Thrones, Jim Appel. Game on Toast, Jim Bob. What? In my opinion, there was a total lack of things being stuck up other things. The Comedy Geek Podcast. Search for Comedy Geek on your favourite podcast app.
0: What do you think of? Um, I mean, the effects are—I are, are, mean, they do show their age. But what do you what do you think about the the effects and uh, generally the character of of, of uh, Ghost Rider on screen in this sort of incarnation? He,
1: he was very destructive. Um, mm. You're not going to slip about as Ghost Rider in his first sort of uh, incarnation. He kind of like just has a drive round town and just absolutely trashes the place
0: to be honest there's nothing subtle about him
1: there is no subtlety at all I mean visually it's a a stunning character it's you know like flames and chains and motorbikes and things it's a Mm. it's a it's a a really you know and I think luckily because there's not a huge amount of because it's just a skull and some flames Mm. it does still hold up I mean I think it would probably have been easier to do at the time had he been like a fur based creature you know, mm. the CGR of the, of the era would probably wouldn't hold up to it. But, you know, some flames and a skull head. Um, well,
0: there, there's a bit in it. I think the first transition scene, so there's a little bit of body horror. Um, yeah. I mean, this is not a, like, PG... I think it might be a PG-13, but it's, this, there's nothing really graphic in this Already really too scary. But um, his first transformation where his skin basically burns off his head, it's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. not bad at all. But then when he turns back into... Old Nick, uh, the the kind of skin regrows on sort of thing, and that I think that was quite a nice little visual, uh, bit of CGI that worked. But it's yeah. a shame. It, I mean, every time the skin went back on him and he turned back into Nicholas Cage, it's kind of quite disappointing. There isn't because <laughs> you don't really want him. You want the deep, the deep throated um, skull, throated. Do Do I mean that? <laughs> what
1: film are you watching? <laughs>
0: Do I mean that?
1: <laughs> he's like Ghost Rider, yeah.
0: <laughs> the the, the gravelly-voiced, yeah, um, Ghost Rider with his uh, crazy ways. He's got a chain that he uses, you know, as a weapon, and um, his bike's pretty cool. His bike blazes cool. around the city, leaving death and destruction in his wake because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, essentially, does he? And he yeah. laughs and looks like
1: maniacal,
0: like, maniacal. So he has this maniacal laugh as well. And that's Nicolas Cage. He loves that sort of thing when he's he's got to do a bit of maniacal laughing. He does. He, that's his favorite thing. Yeah, because well, well, I,
2: I do
1: some uh, really good... <laughs> if you give him two seconds, laughing. he will break out a maniacal laugh.
0: Yeah, just for no reason. Just for I mean, every reason. time I think of um, Nicolas Cage, I just see him backflipping on, on Wogan in the, in the 80s. Do you remember that clip?
1: <laughs> yep, Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a clip we can find, surely. I'm
0: going to definitely try and find that clip. It's amazing. He's got a, a bundle of uh, dollar bills in his hand, doesn't he? And he just, doesn't he throw money out to the audience of this <laughs> it's chat show?
1: Just so weird. It, yeah, it doesn't sound like it was something that's actually happened in real life, but yes, it did.
0: So it, it's up there with the kind of Oliver Reed uh, Wogan appearance, isn't it, in terms of the weird stuff that yeah. used to happen? God bless Terry Wogan and his guests. Mm. Uh, that's the second time Terry Wogan's come up in our podcast, by the way.
1: Well, it's hard to not mention Terry Wogan when you talk about shit films. If I don't know how that's
0: even slightly relevant. So yeah, effects wise, it had it had it had something. It had some, it. yeah, it
1: had, it had decent effects. But I say the, the the problem the problem that I had um, mostly is that there was no. I don't know. There was there was no sense of purpose to this film. Like like, so Blackheart turns up. He like he he touches people and they go blue and fall on the floor.
0: Yeah, is he getting energy from them
1: by doing that? I don't really fucking know what's happening. He wants the this contract that has like a thousand souls attached to it. Um, because um, I mean, he reckons if he wants, he's got that. He's going to be like all powerful and will be able to take over the
0: world. I. It was hard to keep up at this point. The Ghost Rider eventually kind of dispatches the three emo kids. Oh, and All in and,
1: such really weak fashion.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be very powerful, but he does his, he does his best with them. He seems to be fairly indestructible, does uh, Ghost Rider.
1: What I noticed about each of the the, the the three underlings, all of their deaths were entirely preventable. So he yeah. turns out that the first one was at the train yard, it was Dirt Man. Yeah. and it's like like I mean he's getting his ass whipped by the three of them together like yeah. he's like, pff, pff, being knocked all over the fucking show then right he kind of he, he whips him with the fucking chain mm. and then the other three including Blackheart are just stood there watching right yes, <laughs> they yes. don't go oh we should probably help him out mm. no they just have a little watch until he, he blows up because that's what he does he just holds him with the chain and eventually he just like melts away and blows up and then he looks up the other the other three of uh of uh like pissed off and done one. They've legged it. They've legged it. <laughs> Whereas if they just helped him out and then Yeah, and then Airman, he's there floating around going, Ah, you can't even touch me and then he's like so there's about 30 seconds where Ghostbusters kind of stood there having a little think about how he's gonna do this. So he makes like a little vortex with his chain, like by right. round and round and round. And rather than just going to the left or to the right to avoid this vortex, <laughs> he just he just floats into the middle of it until such time as he's, he's he himself is destroyed. He evaporates or something, doesn't he? Yeah, and then water dude. <laughs> this this one annoyed me. This guy, <laughs> moist. Uh, yeah, moist. Whatever his name. The is. The moist so, one. They did that thing where like so he's driving around in a puddle, and all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the puddle's eight foot deep because they're able to fight underneath it. So Moist Guy's got Johnny Cage under the water. Yeah. Uh Johnny Blaze, Johnny Cage I did what you did earlier. It's catch. Yeah. And um it just it just blows up. Yes. It doesn't like there's no fight. There's no there's literally not a punch thrown in this film I don't think.
0: And, and eventually Blackheart gets his hand on it on the uh the thing that he needs. Uh, and therefore um, sets the souls loose, doesn't he? And then that yes. there is this uh, eventual showdown because he's the son of the devil, right? And he basically wants to kill his dad as well and take over the world and whatever. He
1: wants to take over the family business, doesn't he? He's yeah, yeah,
0: just... yeah, yeah. There's a good bit at the end, and that is when um, Sam Elliott's character, the uh, the caretaker, he, um, turns into the the first ghost rider so yeah. he's like a, a cowboy on a on a ghost horse like yeah so nicholas Cage worst is kept the,
1: secret ever i think mm, yeah oh, you but he's see got
0: <laughs> no yeah but because you see he's kind of preluded in kind of the opening scenes and sequences yeah. where we get the whole kind of story so far in a nutshell that we do with most of our shit films
1: <laughs> but this needed isn't it so he, he
0: whistles out his horse and his horse is uh well it's kind of like an old zombie horse isn't it I guess
1: well it's a normal horse
0: until he goes for the a that's guy. right, and then, right. It, and then he it, jumps it, on him and goes let's ride sort of thing yeah. and the, se- the sequence where he's on the horse in flames and he's on the bike in flames where they're charging across the desert to get to the bad guy yeah is pr- is, is good yeah it's exciting they've got the wild west down 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 When they get to where they need to be, <laughs> Sam Elliott says, cheers. Yeah, it was so pointless, wasn't it? It's all yours.
1: <laughs> it was like I had one I had one turning of Ghost Rider in and that was it. So um, I used it. Getting here. <laughs> to get here. Yeah, now I, here. I was waiting for this time and I used it to get here. Sorry. <laughs> all the best. And see you on the other side. And it just off! I thought he was going to pitch up, like at the end or something. You know, something heroic, like a heroic sacrifice. I thought he was going to like throw himself in the way of a bolt of, you know, uh, or you know, in front of one of
0: Blackheart's points. It would, it would make, s- it would be a, s- a great way to go out if he sacrificed himself in some way because he gives Nicholas Cage Ghost Riders uh, uh, like his his shotgun, his like devilly shotgun, his his weapon to use. Um, but instead of like joining forces and doing this battle together, would have been would have been a nice bit of cinema. He just fucks off, and Nicolas Cage is fine with that. It was, yeah. good com- it was good company whilst they drove across the desert.
1: Yeah, it looked nice. It was like, thanks for the company. Also, how did he get home? Who? Sam Elliott.
0: He disappears, doesn't he?
1: He just goes right. Well, see ya, partner. And like, he can't. Apparently, he can't go further up anymore. And I think he mentioned it was.
0: His soul's released, isn't it? So I think he just sort of um, fades out. He just um, like wisps away like in Infinity War.
1: Oh, really? So I, I just thought he walked off.
0: No, he, he does like a disappearing
2: foggy thing. Ah. This is the end of the trail for me. I got nothing left. I could only change one more time when I was saving for this. God knows I've made my share of mistakes. Been trying to make things right ever since. Guess all I can do now is hope he sees fit to give me a second chance. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, kid.
1: I noticed um, during this film there were a, a couple of other oft-used tropes that I do like to point out. Hmm. If any there are any young bucks out there who want to get the girl, my, my my suggestion to you, don't be a cameraman. No. Never in the history of cameraman ever have they ever got the girl, even though no. they quite obviously want the girl. And it's like there are so many instances of cameramen and news lady relationship situations. That is ridiculous. Then there's also the um, pop-up book of exposition that's in so many films where someone finds a book. Oh, God. So, So you need to basically... What you need is you need to fast forward someone's knowledge on a subject, so they can't go to the savant because you've already been to them. You're off doing your thing, so they have to then find out. And it's like you know, flicking through a book, and then you see a picture. Oh, look at this! It's like Dante's Inferno, but hold on, that guy in it looks a little bit like my my boyfriend. Flick, 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 flick. Another couple of pages, and just it's just good. It's just lucky that they illustrated these books back in the day, because otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Films would be shit because you'd yeah. have to go flick, flick, flick. Let's read this paragraph.
0: Hold on. Well, it, it, nowadays, especially, it would be like you just Google it, wouldn't you? If you were just wanted to find out what the. Hell well, they going do.
1: On. That's that's actually a modern version of it of someone going through an internet search. So it's gone through all of the sort of tr- all of it. It's, you've you've had people flicking through books and seeing pictures. You've had um, people going through micro you know the newspaper. Da, 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 fifteen children oh, dead yes. in the story, da, yeah, da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and and now you do get the internet search.
0: Walking up at the library and doing that whole v- the white uh, laminate thing. Yeah. Yeah, Is that what yeah. You mean? yeah,
1: flicking through. You know, all you know. Every fifteen years, kids go missing. Blah 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 blah. Yeah 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 yeah. So yeah, it, it does has been updated, but it's something that it's just often used in, in these films. Um, and it does make me laugh that it requires a bit of a picture for everyone to get on the same page. <laughs> and I, I think that's what's so good about the, the, the recent Marvel films is that they're they don't they're not slavish to these kinds of requirements. You know, no. they, they, they treat you with a, a certain amount of intelligence. And because they've taken their time, they don't need to fast forward your knowledge. You know, you, you know these things because... You've, you've seen 15 films before and it all's added up to this one moment sort of thing. So
0: Yeah, no, they've invested the time and the money in the uh, character development, haven't they? Which makes it worse and makes you care, ultimately. Makes you care. I mean, I care about Black Panther's underpants.
1: Do you care, Chris? Well, I'm just going to flick through my, my audio notes to see if I can... Good old
0: cop with a speed gun shot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He goes driving past another trope. Go get the un- unsuspecting uh, cop with a speed gun and something going very fast beside them. Ooh.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. Tell you what, did actually Matthew did this film have a scene with a with a homeless man with a bottle of whiskey or a bottle under a brown bag? Oh, I don't know. Because it, it it should have. You know, the Ghost Rider drives past him or does something, and the, the drunk guy look. Oh. Oh man, I gotta lay off this shit. Yeah, they
1: look at the whiskey and then throw the whiskey away.
0: <laughs> Anything else on your little
1: dictaphone? <laughs> uh, hold on. Quite
0: lax policing, really, considering.
1: Not- oh yeah, they throw him in a prison cell. There's a lot of noise and murdering going on. Not one police officer. Keep it down in there. Not even that. And and bearing in mind he's turned into a flame-headed skeleton he just walks out and, and, and this is from, from there on in the police interactions with um, Ghost Rider no one seems fussed that it's a skeleton on a bike no one's going bloody hell
0: we've established that this film is shite yeah
1: yeah I mean and I, I'm, and I have to say I'm actually quite surprised at how shite like I knew it was because, you know, I, I have seen it before a long, long time ago and I remember not being particularly impressed. But um, I think in the light of good comic book films, because I say, as we mentioned, the ones that come before it apart from Blade, none of them are particularly good. So I think there was a certain amount of low expectation when you saw these films anyway. That's gone now. We've got very high expectations of, uh, of comic book films. We expect not only action and fantastic special effects but we expect to have a certain amount of believability Um, and that was kind of brought in with Batman Begins and then um, with all of the you know Marvel films from Iron Man genius choice because it's it's believable you know and once you start working on that and you've got people believing in it then all of a sudden you can have Norse gods and and people will buy into it because you've slowly introduced them to the fantastical Um, and then you have like stuff like in the Black Panther where you know, really complex villains where you kind of go, well, actually, I wouldn't have m- minded if they'd have won because it kind of made sense what they were saying. But these early films didn't have any of that. And, uh, not, yeah,
0: yeah. and it's also, we talked about it with that Girl episode, you know, uh, studios and and, and uh, companies and these rights to these films, they just didn't know what to do with them. And didn't, they just knew they had to stick something on on the screen, but didn't quite know how to put it on it. Properly with the investment. Yeah, what a shame because the character, in in it kind of in the same vein as maybe uh, the Crow and Blade and the other ones you kind of mentioned, would have been quite a nice little dark gothicy or not gothicy but steampunky kind of addition to the kind of universe. You know, wouldn't necessarily have to tie up with anything, no. but would have been quite quite funky on screen because it does look good and he, the character himself. In the comic books doesn't really give a crap and that that would have come across quite well in a in a in a film yeah and
1: that's, i think you nailed it earlier i think it's one of those ones where it, uh, like in hindsight and where we are now with uh with these films is that it, it's you know if they got the license back i don't know if columbia still have it they probably haven't because it's been a long time since they've used it and you have to use it or lose it um you know, it's it's it is one of those ones where you know, as you know, Deadpool was proven um, and Logan, um, you can make eighteen comic book films, you know, films with an R or eighteen rating, and you you can make your money on them quite easily, and you know, they, they they can be incredibly popular. You don't need to be as low a rating as possible to get the biggest audience as possible. You can make a lot of money, um, and have incredibly successful films, but still be for an adult audience Um, and like you say, this film is absolutely perfect I mean this character is absolutely perfect for it I mean you could go really dark the fact that they had to sort of dumb down the villains to such a point where the main villain just turns people blue that's you know and that's the only people that you see die in this film is you see Blackheart turn four people blue and you see um, Ghost Rider stare at one guy and make his eyes go a funny colour and then stare at the last guy and make his eyes go a funny colour. Yeah, that's how he kills people, isn't it? By making them see their own... Penance stare. Yeah. And they they did a reasonable job of sort of like, you know, capturing what that would be in terms of like all of your past things, revisiting you in the pain of all your victims. Yeah. Sort of thing.
0: So, do you want to hear some um, factoidy nuggets?
1: Go on, knock me out with your factoid nuggets.
0: So, we talked a little bit about Nicholas Cage's hair, um, but his hairpiece required three hours to apply every day. Wow! Mm-hmm.
1: Now, when you were signing on for the Ghost Rider, you wouldn't have thought your hairpiece would have been the biggest bit of mo- makeup, would you?
0: No, and, and yeah, I mean it is something that does draw your attention. Yeah, um, one of the few Mar- uh, Marvel comic based movies in which Stanley does not appear. He had absolutely no involvement in the creation of the original Ghost Rider.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? Mm. It's not really right about little Stanley.
0: So I put a little thing on Facebook about uh, us doing this movie. And Lee Carter, who's a, uh, uh, on Facebook, is one of our uh, um, regular contributors. Said, "Oh, really." Never go full Nicolas Cage. Oh, he's gone full Nicolas Cage.
1: He did go full Nicolas Cage.
0: Have you got any reviews? Because it's our favourite section of the podcast, I believe. Uh, Yes,
1: I I, I, I very much enjoy... Finding these, you know,
0: there, there are some
1: sensible people out there on the internet, and they, they put together very thoughtful reviews. And it's just not what we want to fucking hear. No, <laughs> we want we want the we want the nutballs. Um, and here's one: <laughs> Misty Goring just after the film come out, uh, ten out of ten. Absolutely love this movie. There's a spoiler alert for this particular review. I am still in awe of this movie. There are scenes that will make you go, "How did they do that?" Like what when a man turns into a flaming-headed skeleton. I'm imagining it's probably special effects. I didn't, yeah, anyway. um, And some scenes that are just cool. At the beginning, when Johnny Blaze first figures out his powers, slash curse, as the ghost rider, he lays both hands on his motorcycle and it begins to transform itself into a really cool bike. (laughs) Almost like it goes to just bones, which is the point. (laughs) Well, I don't understand what he means by that. No, that's a strange sentence. What do you sentence. mean, which is the point? It's a really cool bike. It's nearly, nearly just bones, which is the point. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cool scenes in this movie, but the best part is there's actually a good storyline as well. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Uh, uh, uh. No, Misty. No. I was not very happy with the fact that he doesn't end up with the girl. Oh, there's your spoiler alert. Yes. I guess. But at least we know that she does love him, and he loves her. So that's something. I am very impressed, and also Nicholas Cage is one of my favorite actors. Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Twenty people out of thirty-one found that helpful.
0: Well, that's good. Um, I'm I'm impressed that uh, Misty groaning. No, Misty Groaning. That sounds like a sort of porn character. <laughs> Misty, Misty. Well, that's in your version of you.
1: So he was deep throating people. apparently. yeah. yeah. Misty Goring. Yeah, she loved it. He loved it. Mist. I'm guessing she. Misty is it. a she, I think, or it's a cat. Yeah. I've got one. Do you have, do you voice that slowly slides into being Arnold Schwarzenegger? Ah,
0: yes. <laughs> well, this one is ten out of ten, and it also and it's from M. Malik. The title is. I don't care what the fans or critics say, I love the Ghost Rider. Okay, that's the title. Yeah, that's just the title. Yeah. Fuck. Are you happy for me to proceed with this weird Austrian shit, right? Shoot, yeah. Okay, so apologies if I offend anybody. I just don't care if anyone hates it. I just love Ghost Rider and I can't wait for the sequel. I agree that the effects were not that great and the story was weak. So he, he loves it, but he admits. Oh no, this the, was a
1: ten out of ten. Yeah.
0: So I agree that the effects were not great, and the story is weak, and yet it's still a ten out of ten. But the film oh. is a fantastic entertainer, starring Eva Mendes and Nicholas Cage. Ghost and Rider, two thousand and seven, should be enjoyed with leaving the brain behind. It's not the Matrix, so please. Good point. So please. So please. <laughs> One of <clears throat> one of Marvel's best films after Hulk and Spider-Man series. I got the DVD and I love it. And I think I'm not alone in liking this one. There are a lot of people who love it. How Johnny Blaze becomes the man with Skull on Fire, you will have to see Ghost Rider to
1: find out the end. Wow. Yeah, I mean that is I mean that that's that's strong advice that if you want to see what happens in a film, (laughs) you you have to watch the film.
0: Hmm. Well, M. M Malik is a 10-year-old boy, probably, for the way that's written.
1: (laughs) Well, he's legally not allowed to see this 12A film then.
0: That's correct. This film is great for young, adolescent boys, isn't it, really? I did
1: see one of the reviews that sort of said you could take a a still from any section of this film and it would be like a good rock and roll film cover. And I kind of think that's... I,
0: I think that was the point. It has... It has a meatloaf, it has, a meatloaf batter of hell kind of vibe
2: to it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's, it's a, it's been made by someone that should just be making rock fil- uh, videos. Because, yeah. you know, the, we, we don't have to have plot. Um, it's just visuals. And I say for 2007, the visuals are on par they're not groundbreaking or blowing but you know like you say there's that there's a very pretty part with the the two ghost riders together which i think is based on a painting i think i remember reading one of the, the factoids okay there's a famous Ghost Rider painting of a blazing skull man on a horse and a and one on a bike it does have that for it that it's kind of you know i guess it was like an early version of sucker punch where you can watch the film and go visually this is entertaining but you know, if you turn the sound up and actually listen to it, it makes you want to sort of
0: kick yourself in your own dick. <laughs> and that is as good a place as any to end our review <laughs> of Ghost Rider. What's the next film of choice that we're going to you know, mutilate our own genitals uh, over? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Where are we in the world of... Uh, where, where
1: did we get to, so...
0: Well, genre-wise, I don't think we can... I don't think we should stick to the uh to the format well we can stick to the format but we don't have to we can skip about i think if we want to now yeah yeah i mean yeah so, so what, what, what can we have well should you want to tackle
1: movie 43 oh i mean we did want to do it very early didn't mm. we and it's one where the trailer does look like it has i mean the people in it the, mm. the numbers of people
0: well so yeah I reckon, we both I, I, we both have got I, it on our um Planners, aren't we, on, the on Sky? Because I don't think you can watch this film on Netflix or any other streaming service, I believe, unless you want to pay for it. No, it used it. to be. This Movie 43 is a, a massive critical stinker, okay? So yeah. it's going to be great. To get our teeth into this. So if you want to cont- contribute to the next show, we'll put some links and, and some comments up on our Facebook page. And our Maybe Twitter this TV. will finally
1: be the one where we disagree with those critics. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe.
0: Get in, in touch and get involved. We'll read out your comments. And if you want to send us a little sound clip as well of uh, a little review, you're more than welcome to do that. We'll play it on the podcast. And yeah, you that'd be cool. In. So we've got a Facebook page, which is uh, the Movie Bunker Podcast Facebook page, which funnily enough, and we also have a Twitter handle, which is Movie underscore Bunker. You can listen to us on Spotify and you can listen to us on Podbean app and you can listen to us on Apple iPod thing. Uh, iTunes. iTunes. And anywhere else which has an internet browser. We, we're
1: everywhere. We're
0: in the internet and it's...
1: We're like Miss Festophilus. Miss, Miss we're like Miss except we won't exchange your soul and do bad things to you no all we'll, all we'll do is slightly bore you for 1 hour 28 minutes
0: yeah and so far that's where we are I guess <laughs> but that's until I've chopped the shit out of it Matthew
1: yeah take out all the crap 5 minutes left
0: <laughs> until next time namaste I,
1: I was trying desperately to think of uh, another foreign language where saying goodbye but um, what I'll do I'll do it in the style of Nicolas Cage and I'll just point down the uh, the, the microphone that was it. Okay. The point
0: in- <laughs> I'm gonna. <I'm>, are <laughs> gonna go uh, soak your your penis in a in some bath salts. Thank you, kid.